Take No Chaser, the podcast once again. Four guys have known each other for a long time, just talking about a bunch of different things. And happy Valentine's Day to you and your boo. Uh, you know, uh, gentlemen, I got a kind of a question. Can, can, we, we, introduce, can, can, we, can we introduce each yeah. other? Can we, can we, can we, can we get that going? And we also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Remember that. But, okay, yes, introductions. <laughs> what, what up, y'all? What up, y'all? This is Ra, Rasheem. <laughs> you saw the picture. <laughs> you saw the video. Rasheem, go ahead. Throw it up to KG this time. What up, good people? Peace up, A-Time down. KG. What What's happening? It's your boy. I'm back at it again. Let's go. Me to me. <laughs> yeah, this Mr. is the time for it. This is the time for it. Mr. Me to me. Facts. So, depending on how your moral uh, fiber is, might be some plan Bs too, but next oh, wow. I'm saying there are people out there. I'm not for it, but me okay. being honest. Straight okay. no chaser. Straight <laughs> no chaser. Straight no chaser. That's it. Well, y'all was crazy. Yeah. Speaking of meet to meet and other romantic topics, I am curious. Fellas, do you feel like you are a romantic person? Man, I'm the most emotionally romantic out of all this whole crew, dog. Y'all know it. I would that's, absolutely uh, co-sign that. I would co-sign that. Yeah, I co-sign too. But that's not the answer to yeah. the question. I agree with well, that Yes, too. I'm emotional. Yes, yes, yes. yes no, 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 no. That's not the same not thing. emotional. Yeah, you could be emotionally romantic, but are you romantic? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. That's fucked up. You said you don't believe that? I don't believe that. Hey. Real quick, I'm just gonna tell this story real quick, and we've said this so many times. Oh damn! The poet Neil is a poet um, from back in the day. I don't know if you still write poetry or whatever, but we literally had to be like Neil. <laughs> you can't talk to the women that we bring here unless we are like, yes, it don't. You know what I'm saying? Like she's just a friend or whatever, because he would read his little poetry, and women would be like, I came here with you. But I'm actually going to go. This is what we're doing on Valentine's Day. Okay, there is somebody else in this group who is a really much better poet than I am if we go in the poet route. Yeah, but I never, I wasn't writing poetry, reciting it to women coming to the crib and then taking them into my room. That's really what we're doing today? To the law. We had to burn an incense, you know what I'm saying, and and frankincense and myrrh all over the place. We had to tell Neil. Listen, just say hi and go back to your space. Thank you. Please. This is really what we're doing on Valentine's Day right now. Because Neil, Neil, Wynum, not even Wynum, because you know we was all broke back in the days. We was poor. We, you know, we might have had some some bum juice up in the house, but it wasn't no real good stuff. Whoa, yeah, bumpy crown. Yep. This is really what we're doing today. Straight no chasing. You are the most ro- romantic. You win. I don't. I don't agree with that. Win like that, damn dog. Wait, I don't, like, I don't agree with that, man. Who, I don't think it's the most wait, romantic. Who's more romantic and dare not say you? I'm Fact. not romantic. I, I'm romantic when it counts. Who and is more romantic than Neil and dare not say you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. If you ask, if you ask anyone I dated, I dated. <laughs> I am extremely romantic. We never now, said that you're not. We're not saying you're not. No, no, I would say. Out of so the that, four of us? The question is, do I consider myself romantic? Yes, I do. How about that? There you go. Yes. Thank you. Yes, you, I do. You, and I, you know, I would say, I would say the people that dated me 
and said, you know, if y'all told y'all stories about y'all being romantic and they told their stories about me being romantic, I think they would be like, you know what, KG, you might be up there. Listen, I'll just I'll just remove myself from the running. I don't I don't see myself as a highly romantic individual. Um, I you know you know basic stuff. The wife likes flowers. I get a flowers every two three weeks. That's romantic. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's some dudes that don't get exactly. their flowers at all. Is it? You know that's because I know what she likes. Mm-hmm. I, I pay but attention to what she likes. I think that's being considerate. True. Romantic is considerate. True. Not all the time. Some people are romantic because they're trying to get something. No, that's not being romantic. That's being calculated. True. It could be the same water. True. I don't think it's water. I mean, it's Kool-Aid. <laughs> if I had to rank on a romance level, I would definitely put Neil at number one, KG number two. I mean, I would think I would be probably number three because, Rod, you kind of like your... <laughs> Time out. I got to understand this. Here it comes. I know I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even lobbying for number one, two, three, four, or four. My question is, what makes Neil number one? Okay. Like, Slim, why are you the still on? In my why? opinion. You love me, KG. Why? I know. You know what, yeah. KG, you got In my it. opinion. KG is the most romantic. He got it. <laughs> yeah. He got it. He's going to be mad till he gets it. Okay. Yeah, but no, this is, my, this is my logic to it. He got it. I, I 100% agree with KG where you were like, for singular women or singular people I'm with, I can be very, you know, intimate and blah, 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 blah. I got you. I agree with that. Neil is romantic in the sense that, and I don't mean that he is just showing love to everybody or whatever the case is. I mean that he is the kind of dude that, can be uh, very loving to a woman on a friend level. You know what I'm saying? And be Is that romance. Being, like what they do being romantic. I mean, he's a he's a gift giving type person. He is, you know, uh, very giving. I'd imagine. Uh, I to me, it's it's a no brainer based on the stuff that he does, and you know, just my opinion. And you know, I know romantic. There you go. John, you win. I mean, Keltrick, you win, sir. No, no, you're the most romantic. No, you, you <laughs> sir. Is go, this go, and go now we're gonna be like go, just go oh, to the restroom? It's more than just giving flowers to your wife, or it's more than teddy bears and stuff you like win. that. What? Oh, here we go. I said, just go to the radio station, you win. It's okay. I was looking at <laughs> Go to the halfway house. I don't, I don't know. Oh, go to a Lero, you win. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> so there you go. I think that basically says it. Okay. So I'm, the I'm the most. I'm the most romantic. I win. Oh, so, I think that yeah. is uh, just because you buy flowers or just because you buy, you know, X Y Z. That is not necessarily romance or romantic to me. That's very um, symbolic, which is great. Symbolism is good. Everybody wants a man that is, uh, you know, demonstrative about how he feels, I think, I'd imagine. But uh, it's more than that, to, in my opinion. And that's another reason why I would give it to Neil. Neil is more capable or would be like, talk to the women and be like, yo, here's how I feel from the gate. You know what I'm saying? And kind of just heart to heart type stuff. You would be like, I don't really want to talk to you. Strange Me? person that I just met. Yes. <laughs> Where, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a difference. <clears throat> it just is, man. At at from from what you have been exposed to from my mm-hmm. past, 
Yes. My wife gets a different... I mean, she's my wife, right? She I, should I that. totally agree. I you know what totally understand that. I feel like there's level to rom- there's levels to romance. Like, everybody, because you with them or you know them, shouldn't get the same... They don't get the same treatment. Like, there's... Mm-hmm. You escalate to, to romance. One thing that people have been doing a lot of during COVID, relations. Oh, yeah, so Neil, I heard. Neil, Neil, you wanna you wanna tee this up for us? We're gonna talk about sex, but when it comes about sex, we're not gonna be vague and vulgar. We're just gonna ask a general question: Is sex overrated? Like, do you really need it to have a healthy relationship? Is it something? Yes. Is it something? Is it something that you must have? Yes. Every day. Can I finish? Oh, yeah. Chases, Chases, Chases in the comments. Those who are following us, answer his question in the comments. We need to, we need to hear All right, it. I like that. I, li- I like how Ra gave me the alley-oop. All right, so my question specifically is, is sex necessary to have a healthy relationship? Do you have to have sex every day? Can you have sex once or twice a week? Or is it overrated altogether? Can you have a healthy relationship without having as much sex? Define what define what you're saying as much sex. Okay, so we're all grown. We're all 20 years in. So of course, when we were teenagers and 20s, I'm sure we were more. Well, we might still be the same. Let me not even say that. So, do you need to have sex every day with your girlfriend, with your wife, with your boyfriend, with your husband? Is it mandatory every day? Can it be weekly? You know how, or is it overrated altogether? What'd you say, John? You said your husband. Never mind. <laughs> So, I'm talking about for women, for the women listeners. Okay, you're right. Hold on, hold on. Real talk, Neil. Nobody that's listening to this in the future will know that the people what the people are saying. It's only gonna listen to us. So it's only gonna be our opinion about this question. Right. But we but we need to we need to highlight what comes in the comments so the listeners can know what was in the comments. If we comment they, on it, but yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. okay, like okay. Javon is like, is that a trick question? Javon is like. I guess for you, Javon, it's it's mandatory, it's necessary. Well, that's what L said. L said absolutely. I love what you said, L, in the comments. You was like, yes, but it should be organic and not forced. Now I totally agree with that. Yep, not forced and organic. Absolutely. Do you need sex every day, John? Yo, this is hella personal. I mean, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, I don't. You know what I'm saying? But um. The, the general topic, the general question was, do you can you have a good relationship without sex? I mean, like without it, period. For me, no. But I don't expect uh like no schedule, you know, whatever. Like somebody just said, you know, when it happens, it happens. It doesn't have to be, you know, like I said, on a schedule every X amount of days or weeks or whatever, whatever. But if we just not doing it, period, then that's a problem. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I think we can go in a circle for this one, a square. Sex is mandatory in the relationship. However, the frequency of sex is organic, right? Going on the days where you have to do it, you know, three, four times a day, every day. Like, no, I don't know anybody at our age and our age bracket that's doing it like that on a consistent basis. Now, they may do it to themselves that frequently, but not with somebody else. Hey. Uh, Hey, I'm hitting, I'm hitting on something right here. That's why everybody laughing. I'm hitting on something, all right? So, with that being said, Ross Wedding, Ross Wedding. So, I will say with that being said, oh, shit. people know themselves and they know each other. 
And the answer is absolutely people have to be intimate. Now, can can a relationship exist outside of sex? Yes. Would it last long? Now with Keltrick. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I- iterations. You know what I'm saying? When I was a young stallion, okay, yeah. I'm almost 50. <laughs> Every day? <laughs> you for real? I got to get up and go to work in the morning. What you talking about? Facts. So, no. <laughs> I'm not doing damn every day. Hey, can I tell um, a can I tell a story? Oh shit! Go ahead. It's a rock. It's a rock. It's a rock scene story though. It's a oh yeah, even better. Yeah, yeah, even better. Okay, <laughs> tell a story. Go ahead. I don't know what the story is. You don't know this one. All right. So <laughs> we was living someplace, and uh, we was living. We was actually living in Temple Hills, and I think I think somebody had some company. And the comment that Ross said to me, I'll never I'll never forget this comment. He's like. I'm this. I'm such and such age. I only got so many hard ons left. I'm like gonna waste it on such and such. I was like, this dude is wild, yo. This dude is wild. Wasted on her? Hell no. I'll never forget that, fam. I'll never forget that. I think people need to start telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? Facts. People mm-hmm. need to start. You know the realest thing, uh, uh, Neil. You put me on to that album, that um, Joel Ortiz album. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it called? What is it? Uh, I forgot the last one that just dropped. Yeah, the last one just dropped. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got a joint on there called OG, and he goes something to the effect of some days I don't want to get out of the bed at all. They got me rapping on a statin. Then they got me on a statin. I'm rapping with high cholesterol. He said, I used to FBs on the edge of the bed and fall off and keep effing on the floor, but not anymore. Nowadays, the smell of henny in my head is sore. A night out is dinner with the wife and peeing on the wall. Like we, tr- we become yeah. different when we get older. No, yeah. at fifty years old, because back in the days, you'd be on the bed, end up on the floor, keep going. Nowadays, end up on the floor, break something. My knee gonna pop out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we, 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 we gotta start telling the truth, man. Because okay, so for the, I'll, I'll say this. No, no, hold on, hold on, real quick. I'll say this, Ra. Yoga. Yoga will help you with some of that flexibility in the event that you do fall, you will still have enough. Okay, the youngest uh, one in the crew. All right. <laughs> no, but, the, the, some, but the thought, once the thing, bro, now spin it around. What if your significant other has a healthier appetite than you? And on, on one night, she just she just happens to have more energy than you. Would you still accommodate or are you still going to do like, you know, like the Ross said, yo, I ain't got it in me. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do I I think you, you can tell the truth. You know, you can tell the truth and be like, hey, you know, tonight ain't the night. And you better have fun with yourself. Wow. I mean, it, well, I, I, I don't well, think anybody would communicate it like that. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and that doesn't have to be every single time. You know what I'm saying? You make uh, accommodations. You might, you might, you know, have to go back and forth. Well, how many people you know that could tell a man or a woman, no, not tonight, I ain't got it in me. And that goes over well. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I feel you. You agree. No, no, no. If, you you can if, be in it and get tired. And <laughs> look at the job. John thing. was like, huh? Well, he, he already <laughs> finished. By, by the time, he's already done by that time. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yeah, but the, but the, fa- the fact is, if you if you if you in a loving relationship, <laughs> they get it. Wait a minute. What does love have to do with this? Y'all always want to go to that. We talking about sex, baby. It has there's two okay, different songs. I see you. I see you with the song Pepper Prelude, John. So in general, wow. I forgot the whole plot. Go ahead, man. 
Wow. Yeah, she said, let her have it. Someone in the comments by the name of Nicole Fox. Oh, oh, oh. You surely want more than what you giving her, and you're going to be like, baby, not tonight. I ain't got it in me. Her boyfriend is the role. Have y'all heard of the role? I know, I know, I know, I know. No. Yeah. All I would be like, death before dishonor, if you want more rounds, then we can figure something out. You know what death I'm saying? And that's kind of all I want to get into because I just remembered my children listen to this podcast. But um, it's all good. It's, nah. Well, you know, when you think about it, though, with people having sex, right? And I'm married, so clearly I have sex with one person. And clearly we made, we made a couple of kids and we still practice. That being stated, you know, you have some people who out there that's, that's getting it in. And I don't know if you guys seen the whole thing about Drake having intercourse with some IG model. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. uh, when he went to the restroom, he put some hot sauce, allegedly, in the condom. And so when she went to the restroom to try to baste um, said semen and insert it into her vagina, she had, a little bit of a, she had a hot flash. She had a Ric Flair. <laughs> in, in her vagina. A couple of questions here. That's hilarious. Do you think that story is Basuda or true? And the other one is, should she be able to sue him? No. For like pain and suffering because she inserted a baster into her vagina to try to get pregnant to get a meal ticket. And how frequently do you think women go to that length to, you know, get not not necessarily, you know, basting, but get a dude to have sex to uh, <laughs> to get everybody to get somebody pregnant? absolutely not true i just i refuse to believe that that like the think about the logistics of it you know what i'm saying what i'm maddest about is that the internet is making me imagine drake having sex but okay let's let's put it out there like that so we're imagining drake's having sex and he pulls the condom off and then he somehow finds some hot sauce and puts it in there and then throws it into the trash. he allegedly allegedly went to the restroom uh-huh had some hot sauce in the restroom you know, did one of these numbers because I, I believe they said that's how he got his son because the chick kind of caught him up and he learned from that experience. Wait, she took it. Oh, wow. Okay, never mind. You know, unless never he was mind. going to meet the meat. I don't, you know, he could be going to meet the meat. I don't believe it's true, but never I mean, mind. never mind. Never mind. People do some dastardly things in these streets and it don't, you don't have to be a millionaire to, you know, run up on the wrong one. Am I bugging or am I tripping? I like, you know, not saying that any of us ever did it or whatever, but motherfuckers still just throw condoms in garbage. I thought you flushed that shit, so it's gone. No, I mean, please so do let's... not flush no condoms because it messes up the damn pipes. Yeah, you house. put it in the garbage. You have a baby that you ain't know that you gonna have. A garbage pail kid. <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 man. Hey, oh. hey, hey, man, you stupid, man. But John, question. Straight to hell, John. <laughs> question. He, he, he disconnected himself. He disconnected himself. His computer's all jacked up. He's done. He's done. Can you say that? <laughs> Almost, man. Listen, you still hey, right. all bad. Hey. hey, real talk, real talk. That was on, on the flip side. On the oh flip side, 
What about men who take the condom off when they hit it from the back? Yeah, trifling. And go meet the meat. Trifling. That's that is. Um, but it's trifling all the way around. Yeah, I, but I would, I would, I don't know. I guess I'm assuming. And ladies, y'all let me in on a comment. Can't y'all tell the difference between raw and rubbered up? I, I think, know. I think if they super wet, right, it may be a little hard to decipher. But I, you know, if let's say she's super wet, you can tell the difference between raw and rubbered up. So oh, I, maybe I'm just absolutely. coming from a male perspective. Like, yes, I can tell. They all said they can. They said How? they can. She said, wow. with my, Victoria wow. McLean wow. Hill said, with my mouth. I was trying to leave that alone, fam. I don't know <laughs> what that means. I was trying to what leave that alone, on? fam. I don't I know what that means. A whole bunch of comments just to get to that one. Yo, but, I have um, perspective right now. I'm cooling. Keep going. All right. But Adora said that's what happened to her at Howard. He he must have took, took it off. And that's how... Is that how you ended up pregnant? Is that how you had your kid? I mean, like, what? yeah, let, let me know. Yeah, that's fine. And, oh, it's know, called stealthing. Say, yes, it's called stealthing. Cherie, thanks, Cherie. Mm-hmm. Cherie in the comments said that's called it's, stealthing. Oh, they got yeah. a word? I, I believe, actually, I didn't look this up, but if this, that's considered a crime in some states now. If you stealth it should be. Uh, it is supposed it is, to be. As it should be. That's fucked up, rape or something like that. That's fucked up. Somebody, you, you know what I'm saying? Y'all going through a, a business, all of a sudden, you're going to slide it off. And keep going. Yeah. Come on, that's foul, B. That's foul. Yo, the women, the women in the comments are saying this has happened to them a couple of times. It's too yeah. wet to tell. Always, okay, V. That joint you is can so touch cool. them to make wow. sure. You know, that's that's a good technique. Women, you should you should put your hand down there yeah. and look like you kind of touching the scrotum, and then yeah. you know, feel feel the shaft and see what's going on. You know, yeah. you look like you're touching yourself. He'll get excited for that. You know, that's yeah. that's that's, that's, a, that's that's the motivation that's right there. Well, straight no chaser. The podcast. Yeah, she wanted to kill him. Um, didn't know until she was pregnant. Oh my god, Adora. That's dirty. You was a dirty bastard. Not you, Adora, but not you, baby. The dude, not you, not you. Mm -hmm. The dude. dude. You should have man, you should have called you should have called some people you know. Yo, Charles, you a fool. Charles said, Can you tell the difference between sneakers and shoes? (laughs) (laughs) That's my cousin. cousin. I still can't get over with your kids. That that is hilarious to me. I mean, when we talk about the whole, you know, you know, taking the rubber off and and and, and not being, not being true, not being mm-hmm. honest, you know, it kind of for me speaks to your, your manhood. You know, what I'm saying right. not not the manhood between your legs, but you know, your, your convictions, what you stand on, your, you know, whether you honest, are you growing through that process? And we keep talking about iterations because things we used to do when we was younger, we won't necessarily do nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I want to put just like a wide question out, and um, and maybe ladies, y'all y'all can take notes because we about to we about to talk about some manhood stuff. How has manhood or the idea of manhood changed for you over the past couple decades or a few mm. decades? Damn, that's deep. Yeah, um, that is deep. Yo, for season two, we're gonna get deep every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would say I thought of, I thought about this a lot. And the thing that comes to mind, at least when I was younger, <clears throat> mentality was about defending my manhood. You know, everything that I did or would be about is demonstrating some level of, you can't do this to me. And I would say now my manhood is really defined by my ability to mend. And what, that, what I mean by that is, whether that's emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, it's, it's really looking at and looking internally and looking at solutions as opposed to creating additional conflict. 
there's a lot that when I was younger, if I could go back and do differently, I probably would make some some changes, although that would change who I am now. And I love who I am now. But I've learned a lot over the last 30 years. Like, KG, you don't you don't know it all. I don't have all the answers. I'm better when I'm with other people to make me better. You know, we're better together than we are apart. And, you know, manhood is about recognizing your limitations and asking for help. It's not about trying to do it all on your own and I'm big and strong. Somebody could define it as as such, but I don't don't see it that way. So I just um, I would say defending versus mending and, you know, the ability to ask for help at this point. So so I'll go next, but I want to be specific. Rob, what's your specific question again? How has phrase the question again, please? How has the idea, the essence, the presence how has manhood, and that's a wide term, gentlemen, mm-hmm. how has that, that idea changed for you over the decades? Like coming out of the Bronx, what you thought manhood nah. was versus nah, nah, what you nah. think manhood na- is now about to be 50. I got you. Now, I, and, and maybe because of my, my chosen career path and in the field that I'm, that I'm in, I think growing up in the Bronx, not having a father, learning from... You know, we had every, everybody in the Bronx pretty much that I grew up with didn't have a father. There was this one dude that had a father and he became like the mentor for us all. So I think that turned into me to now, me being the educator, I try to make sure I drop jewels to my little young males every time I talk to them. It ain't got to be no deep conversation like old boy did in the beginning of Boys in the Hood, you know, Lawrence Fishburne. It ain't got to be that deep, but I try to drop a little jewels on them. But I learned from this new generation, you can't force nothing on them. You try to force it. You need to sit down and listen, or you need to come. Nah, it ain't like that. I just talked to them in real talk, real time, so they could see Mr. Denton sees something in us, and we see some of us in Mr. Denton, and that just continues the conversation. So that's what I do. That, that's my version of manhood now. When you see the younger generation, you got to drop little bit of jewels on it. And if, and if they get that bond with you and they trust you, and they feel like they could gravitate with you, you just keep feeding them more. You don't put too much on them because you can't put too much on these young kids, man. They're going to either just be like, all right, forget it. Just a little bit at a time. So every time, and Rob, you've been to my school. You see you see how my kids rock with me. I try to drop a little bit of gems every time, and hopefully that'll make a difference. So that's how I do it. I was thinking, sitting here thinking about how to best summarize all this, and it's like when I was growing up, I had very good male role models from a provider perspective, you know what I'm saying? men that would hold it down and had jobs and employed and all that. So I always knew that that was kind of, you know, the expectation. But I guess what is most changed for me is like recognizing, I guess, that my dad and my uncles and my stepfather and these type of men were like fully people. And so much of what they did when I was a kid and a teenager makes so much more sense to me now that I'm an adult and I've got my own children and my own bills and my own stresses and everything like that. And I also try to keep in mind that, therefore, what my children see is that older version of me. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be as good of a example of a fully realized man. Like, I never had a male role model that would be, like, emotional. My dad and stepfather would not tell me that they love me, that kind of stuff. It just seemed very strange, I guess you could say. And I have had to, as I've become an adult, remind myself, yo, I should tell my children that I love them. You know what I'm saying? Of course I love them. I'm sure that they know that, you know, but they want to hear it because I remember I wanted to hear that kind of stuff. 
It's just that, and I'm sure that my father's generation, he didn't hear it from his dad. You know, that is definitely a change in my idea of what a man is. A man can be emotionally vulnerable and through therapy and all that, but you know what I'm saying? It's okay to do all that kind of stuff. That's what I said so too, Kelchick. I saw that face. <laughs> I'm so not saying on. I'm going to therapy. I'm just no. saying it's possible. No, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We we saying Neil need to go to therapy, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, I do. Oh wow. Yeah, real talk. So we're we're Man. clapping because we're clapping because Neil has. Yeah, that's a toast. It's, I'm, I'm drinking that too. I, I ain't. I, I'm a... <laughs> we, we, We've been we've been trying to tell Neil and John the benefits of pursuing therapy for growth right I, I think some people look at it as a vulnerable like a, a vulnerability that is frowned upon particularly in the black community but we, we have internalized so much trauma and until we process that trauma and release it we can unfortunately repeat cycles pass that stuff on to our kids and all of us have children and we got to figure out a way to kind of un they call it fascia in terms of when you're working out when you get that that's th those knots we got to move beyond that fashion and, and, and address those things. So I, so, I'm just, so. I'm really happy to hear you say that. I'm really like, I'm my heart is moved because no. you said that, fam. But it's 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 it's, it's just a, a, a five second thing, just to backdrop on what you said. The reason why back in the days, y'all, I didn't do therapy because I was under the mindset of I didn't believe anybody who doesn't know me personally can tell me about me better than me so that was my stance back then that's why i didn't go because i was like who knows me the fuck better than me how are you gonna i'm gonna pay you 125 an hour and you don't know me you just met me but you're gonna say neil do this but you know i'm beyond that and yeah so yeah. but neil that that goes to that i'm beyond that. saying around yeah. that goes to what i was saying earlier around the posturing right so when we talked when when right asked the initial question and i said defending versus mending right, right? At some point, we got to figure out how to mend, how to how to become whole again. So, you know, I, I love that you said that, fam. And I know, Rob, you need to you need to share your thoughts. For me, manhood was a destination you got to, and I think this is really really interesting um, that my career now also mirrors what my present understanding of manhood is. So, coming up, I was like, you do these certain things, you are a man. Someone could ask me a question. So when did you become a man? And I could be like, oh, when this happened, when that happened, when I processed that, I'm sitting on top of manhood. And now at 50, what I understand is that- You're not 50 is, yet, fam. Like how you be doing me. You're not 50 yet, fam. I'll, I'll be 50 next year. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, doing it like you. And you'll be 51 next year. What, what I realize now is that manhood is a transcendent destination. It moves. I will constantly be in the process of becoming a man. So, and, and what I refuse to do is let someone else put on me what they think manhood is, because I know that I can claim manhood today, but then 10 years from now, be sitting in a completely different situation and circumstance where today don't fit. So for me, manhood is being flexible, is being open, is being vulnerable. It's wearing, not wearing my emotions on my sleeve, but not hiding. And back in the day, I used to, you couldn't, I wouldn't share emotion. I wouldn't talk to people about stuff. And for me, that's what man, men did. They, they handled it on their own. And I have, I have learned for me that that don't work and, and that ain't the best way to do it. So manhood is always a process of becoming a man. So that's, that's, what, that's my thoughts on it. 
And then one last thing, because I just thought about what Keltrick said. Technically, you know, I'm, you know, I love y'all, but I will say Keltrick has always been the one. I mean, I know Ron John loved me. It's a guaranteed fact. Keltrick has always been the one to be like, dog, where you at? Like, I have this thing where I would just disappear when I go through my own personal shit. Like, I just disappear. They ain't gonna find me for months. Keltrick would be like, dog, I understand. I respect your space, but we love you. Just John will say the same thing. Ron said it. Just be like, yo, I'm good. So. I'm learning that too. Sometimes you don't got to handle shit on your own. And sometimes, even if you felt like you got to disappear, just let your loved ones know that you're good. So I appreciate y'all for that because, you know me, I disappear in my turtle shell in a minute. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll add before we wrap this up, this, this portion up. I really try to pride myself as a friend of y'all to understand where I see y'all at. And what I mean by that is there, there are certain triggers and indicators that all of us kind of show before we go into something. I'll use this show as, a, as an example. I know Rasheen very well. I wouldn't say the best, but I know him very well. His wife knows him the best. But I know him very, I know him well enough to know when Ross getting frustrated. I know when he is having a good time and when it's time to go. And with this show, there was a point of frustration that was coming. Actually, it probably had arrived. And he was just trying to figure it out. It's just kind of maintain because of, he knows all of us and loves us. And I'm like, yo, man, let's talk. Let me remove some of the stress that's created because of this. With Neil, I can tell, and it's not about me, I'm, I'm talking about understanding the people that you love and who are around you. With John, when John is short, there's something that he's processing so much information in his head and you just gotta get him to talk to you. When he talks to you, whatever he's processing, it comes out. And I'll be just saying this to say, if you love your friends, ask questions. Be curious, understand the, the triggers, the, the things that's going on in their lives like where you can potentially be a, a resource to kind of help them move through that space. So that's sure. my little PSA. A lot of people do not have actual friends. That is that's what true. has been revealed to me. Like I've been on social media and the internet for 20 plus years. Same around, around the same time that I actually met y'all. Yes, a lot of people do have, you know, some actual friends or whatever the case is, but a whole lot of people do not. I don't know how you actually go about making a friend as a 45 year old dude or whatever the case might be, but um, I, I think people, I, people, people accept I'm good and that's it. I ain't that person. So you tell me that I'm, I'm asking more questions. Right. You see that meme on IG when, when it's like, if you ask a man if he's good and he's like, well, if he says I'm good, it's like, yo, he's doing so fucking bad. You can't even begin to imagine. Yeah. If I say I'm, I'm good, leave me the hell alone. I'm good. <laughs> I'm of the opinion, like, if you can't solve my problem, and by solving my problem, meaning solve that shit. Don't give me more work to do. You solve it. If you can't do that, then there's very little point in me like, discussing it. That said, straight no chase of the podcast. We are out here on Spotify and every other podcast platform. Oh, shit. Apple Podcasts. Everything. So, um, please <laughs> like, share, Subscribe to us, give us a follow, so on and so forth. If you like what we're doing, tell somebody about it. One recommendation for the people. Are we doing the- uh, black, owned, black owned business. Black History Month, so black owned businesses that you want people to check out. I got three. Okay. And one of them is really indicative of this past conversation, and it's one called The Real- recommendation for the One, <laughs> one recommendation one. for the people. Uno. Hey, one. hey listen. One. Recommendation, but, but never mind. Give us your three. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, the real liberation coaching. One of our listeners, Helena Smith, is a licensed therapist, 
and she's creating a new business. I would strongly encourage you guys to go to the IG page, support her business. It's a great thing. She went to Howard, HU alum, big things. Boom Boxing, HU alum, Reggie Smith. Um, if you're in the DMV area, attend a session, very big social platform, great I think thing. over by my office. Exactly. And the last yeah. one that I'll, I'll, I'll recommend is called The Wise Decision. It's, 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 a, it's a fitness facility owned by my, by my homeboy, Sterling Wise. And he also has um, products that he, that he leverages and produces and sells. So all of my BCAA uh, fitness stuff I get from him. Um, I have a couple of the shirts that he has as well as some, some of the attire to support him. But support Black-owned business, BHM, who's next? Those are my three. If you are in the DMV area and you need any automotive mechanical work done, go support Apple Automotives and Performance. They're out there in Fort Washington off Tucker Road. I'll say it again, Apple Automotive and Performance. And it's like professional service, courtesy. They're not trying to get you. If you got something wrong with your car, or you're trying to modify your car, or you need something done with your car, they'll tell you how much the expected price is. So they're not just going to fix it and be like, boom, you owe us $3,000. So Apple Automotives and Performance. I was going to say uh, Telfair bags. You know, it's vegan leather, but still a luxury item. Telfair is black owned? Yes. I didn't Designed, know owned, all that. All, all that it is. Oh, wow. It's a bag. I, uh, I do not have one, nor have I bought one for anybody, but I'm on the list. So, yo, we got we got this this Telfar mashup for, for the daughter. We went over to London. It's Uggs and Telfar. So the whole top of the Uggs is the whole Telfar thing. And then they made a, a poncho of the um, Uggs material with a Telfar on it. Dope. Uh, so the black business that um, my one recommendation for the people for the black business to support um, you need to support Roxbury Warburton Media. They have a, a great novel, um, Black Rabisi. You need to get that novel. You know, it's interesting that I've been pumping this novel lately because I just finished the follow-up, Broken Brotherhood. I'm getting, I'm going to announce the release date next week. And a, a whole bunch of my friends are acting like Black Rabisi is the new book. So I'm thinking, damn. I did a piss poor job of promoting the, the mm. first book because everyone I know think Black Rabisi is the new book. And I'm like, no, that's, that's the old book. You need to get Black Rabisi, not just get it, you need to read it because, mm -hmm. you know, it's, outstanding. It's, a dope, it's a dope story. Mm -hmm. And if you like yeah. suspense, you, you're going to love it. So get that. Pay attention for the release date. It's coming out next week, the release date. And then make sure you read Black Rabisi because when you're ready for Broken Brotherhood, you need to be taken care of. All right. Black Rabisi. If you enjoy suspense, I love people, you know, who support me and buy the book. And they're like, bro, I bought the book. Sign it for me. I love it. But what shows that you love me is when you read the book. Mm -hmm. Read it. Go on Amazon. Look it up. Black Rabisi. I'll look for my name. It's going, I'm the only Rasheem Rook in the world. So <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll see it, but yeah. get it, read it, review it. If you hated it, tell me you hated it. If you loved it, tell me you loved it. And then get ready for Broken Brotherhood. Yeah. Yes. 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 He wrote, wrote it. it. I read it. So, 
cover to cover. Me too. It's fantastic. And, and, that, and that ain't no. It's, say, it's, it's, folk, it's average cap. five stars. It's averaging five stars on on Amazon. And they not people who I know. Like they're, they're a handful of people I know, but the rest of them folk are strangers. Yeah. Read the book, gave it a five star review, loved it. Go check it out. And on that note, good people. It is about time for us to wrap this bad boy up. We once again, thank you for listening to Straight No Chase of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back very soon. Like, share, subscribe, all of the above, fellas. And uh, before we wrap it up, I just want to say we want to provide some credit uh, recognition to Dana Bingham. I'm about to beat this last name up. Ganilo? <laughs> Uh, of Makita Filmworks, and you know she has done a phenomenal job helping us tighten our stuff up. Word. And then the music—if you like the music—that shout out to my brother, uh, Midnight Michael, uh, Jeremy Michael, uh, from, yeah. from HU as well. Both of these are Howard alums who are helping us get our stuff together. So please, 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 a round of applause to them. I'm gonna set up my drink and shoot it for them. Um, Makita mm -hmm. Filmworks and Midnight Michael. Thank On you. that note, you. people, we love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Peace. Salute.